0: This is Upspin. So if a woman is investing, you ask her who introduced you to it. They say, man, what the alarming issue is not really said father.
1: So the f- how much freedom does the woman really have throughout her life is what is going to define how much, how independent she is. I got an email this morning from a person who said that The husband is familiar with my work over the past few years, and he has always been telling her to take finances seriously, to be, to understand where we have invested and how to, you know, how you can manage it independently. And she said, he said that right until the day he passed, he passed a couple of months ago and she now needs help. At least I think she knows where the money is invested in. Uh, There are many cases where people, where the women don't even know. My wife does not want to learn about investing. She's made it very clear to me. I have kept a Google sheet with all my investments and given her access. So just in case she knows and she knows who to contact because I keep talking about RIAs, this, that, but she says, you don't help me out in the kitchen. You take my presence in the kitchen for granted. Therefore I take your role in money management for granted that that works. So Mm. don't bother me.
0: They've called activity bias, these husbands or men who, (laughs) want to take some big, big risks, invest here, invest there, because they want to talk about it at their next cocktail party. They want to feel want useful, I've done thing.
2: something. Yeah. And
0: Yeah, and then they'll get out of this, and then they'll get into this, and then they'll talk about it again. And then for them, it becomes a competition. Investing is not a competition. And I think because women don't chat about it in their parties, and it's not really a cool topic to talk about, you don't see that kind of crazy behavior that you see in mm. men.
2: This is that Offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for Let's Get Rich with Puttu. This episode of Let's Get Rich with Pattu is a special one. You know the show is all about you, dear listeners, but on this particular episode, we thought we'd bring an expert in, somebody who's an expert in the space of investing, a thought leader in her industry, Um, and there's a reason we did that, right? Let me set the premise as well before I introduce our guest to you uh, and say hello to Patu as well. We realized over the past few weeks that 87% of our listeners on Let's Get Rich with Patu were male we have women in our team at Offspin and they got alarmed about that fact. And uh, we started to question whether it was because Patu and I are the face of the show or is it because women don't care that much about money or aren't interested that much about their investments or their future. And we've had the very good fortune at Offspin to see Aditi's work over the past few years, I would say even more than a decade. Right? While Uh, A fair number of AMCs focus on investor education. Aditi decided many years ago to start focusing on women investor education. And I've seen this over the years through various campaigns, through various initiatives. And it is for that reason that this episode is entirely about women and investing and women taking charge of their investments that we are thrilled to have you on this show, Aditi. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Welcome to Let's Get Rich with Pattu. And hi, Patu, how are you doing? Hi, uh, I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to this episode. Patu has been telling me a lot about how on this episode, we will just be sitting back and listening in because mostly it is Aditi giving her perspective. And we have a few questions, right? So on that note, Aditi, giving you that fact of 87% of our listeners being male, can you throw light on what you see at DSP as well? Um, Is it similarly skewed? And isn't that worrying?
0: You know, it is. Um, and we are at maybe 20% women of people who have declared their gender because that's optional. Mm-hmm. And earlier, they didn't even have a mechanism to capture. You say it's 20% women, but when you call, which is anyway alarming. But when you call the number that they've given, the husbands pick up the phone. So the phone numbers of the husband, which means the husband's really controlling the account or the brother or the father. So, and a lot of times women or... So now this is one part. And the second part is in you know, a woman answers a phone, you can't assume that she's the one making investment decisions. So she because she gives the phone straight to her husband say, I don't know anything about this doctor. So if I have to discount all of that, I think I'll get to 10%, if at all. So is it alarming? Of course it is. I mean, we've been doing a lot to try to make women aware of, of their finances, A, and on how to manage their finances.
2: So a uh, very quick, quick a question to that uh, Patu. Um, and a quick question to you, Aditi, I'm sorry. Um, is now that we've identified that it is a problem, what do you feel the reason behind this issue is? Is it the men in the women's lives?
0: I wouldn't say it's only the men in their lives and their lives because one thing about the men in their lives is that um, when we did a survey and they said who introduced you to investments, uh, a great number of them said, my spouse. Mm. So if a woman is investing, you ask her, who introduced you to it? They say, my spouse. Right. So I think I was pleasantly surprised to know that there were a lot of supportive spouses out there. What the alarming issue is, no one really said father. Mm. And I don't feel parents are playing a role that they should in a wow. child's uh, life. That, you know, when as a child is growing up, you talk about investment. Uh, You don't only talk to the son, you talk to the daughter. You tell the daughter you have to earn your own money. You'll be financially independent and you better learn how to manage your money. The mother and father both need to say it. And when we asked a question, would you treat your child, if it's a girl child, if they had uh, a female and a male child? So we only talk to those people that would you talk about investments differently to them? Both the mother and the father said, yes. Yeah. Hmm. that I would talk differently to my, like, basically, you know, why would you treat them as a company? So it is, I think, more of the level of the father and parents and what they see at home.
2: Yeah. This Where hits the home. father's is...
0: always in control. Yeah. And we need to have more role model mothers we need to have fathers who encourage their daughters. Um, and I think this is uh, something that DSP will focus on. And this is something that I think everyone uh, should be aware of.
2: You know, this hits home really deeply, right, Aditi? I have two daughters and this is something I need to start taking very seriously. Um, although I shouldn't beat myself up too much about it because I do encourage them a lot right when we talk about money and they ask questions and we go to the ATM and they want to key in the pin and they want to deal with the shopkeepers and they want to know more about the show I'm recording right because sometimes they're next to me while I'm actually recording and who is Patu what is he doing what is the show you're recording (laughs) is it another audiobook and so I do involve them but it's amazing how you've kind of found the root cause of these issues Um, and thank you for that and it's, it's, it's reassuring to know perhaps it's not just the men, but perhaps it's the older generation. So, having said that, do you see a trend improving with parents getting younger? And uh, do you see an upward trend? Because you've put in so much work. It's been almost a decade of, for example, Shikonomi, that was one program you did, Winvestor, Women Investor. You've done such amazing programs. Have you seen an improvement?
0: But I'm seeing more people talk about it. and seeing the media talk more about it. So I think there's definitely more awareness. But this angle of parents has only come because of all our recent surveys and studies. And we will continue to do studies to understand more. Right. So this has only come about recently. And um, uh, what has, uh, you know, people have become more aware that women should take charge of their finances. That part, yes. Because when I started this 12 years ago, probably, um, I'll tell you very honestly, when media used to come to me, they used to come to me saying, "We're a woman in business and we'd like to talk about corporate women in business. I said, what do you want to talk about? You know, it's like, oh, you know, it was, I, I didn't feel that there was enough substance. And I started educating the media and then others started doing that. But let's talk about women in investing. I'm an investing firm. Ask me more about that. And I feel even though DSP maybe started it, we've got a major movement now, which I'm really happy. This is not a space to be competitive about. This is a movement where, when one person does it, I want people to copy, and everyone yeah. else does. it. Okay, because it, you need to build up a crescendo in this. It's to be; it should be singing from everywhere that it's so in the subconscious of every parent that when I do the next study on the next generation, which will take some time to, you know, today my generation's. Uh, you know, parents who have children, they grow up and I do the survey again. It should be a different answer than what I'm going to do.
2: I think that's a wonderful way to put it. This show, by the way, before we hit recording, started on a, you know, I got goose flesh when Patu told me this particular story. Patu, why don't you narrate it? You received an email today on the morning of the recording of this particular show and I I could not get myself to wrap my head
1: around the coincidence of it all. So over to you, Patu.
2: What was that um, email about?
1: So before I get to that, I I want to tell you that I have this book uh, I wrote a couple of years back called Chinchu Gets a Superpower. So this is for um, anyone uh, age 10 and above. So it teaches the children how to uh, look at money management. So the children want something for the birthday and it teaches them how to research a product and choose what is best and what what is the uh, best product they would get for the budget possible and so on. So I have two editions of the book. One is a one is for boys and one is for girls. And um, I can tell you that about 50-50, the, the girls' editions are sold in equal numbers
0: to job. that of uh, the that boys.
1: And, and uh, that's a, the that's the ebook format. Uh, in Amazon, I could only uh, publish the boys' edition. Only one of them because of the ISBN number issues and so on. But a lot of parents have pushed me and just continue to push me to uh, get the girl's edition in print as well because they like to ha- have it on print because there are, I got an illustrator do some cartoons for it for the kids and so on. So that, that's a healthy sign. So I think uh, the next generation, um, the parents have, uh, you know, uh, take, take women uh, independence seriously with respect to finances. So that's good to see. Now, coming back to this email, I got an email this morning from a person who said that uh, the husband is familiar with my work over the past few years and he has always been telling uh, her to take finances seriously to be to understand where we have invested and how to you know how you can manage it independently and and she said he said that right until the day he passed he passed a couple of months ago and she now needs help she uh, at least i think she knows where the money is invested in uh, there are many cases where uh, where the women don't even know but at least in this case she knows but she doesn't know how to approach. So I I have uh, asked her to uh, contact us a SEBI registered investment advisor who I know who can help in this uh, aspect but the good thing is they know somebody who can contact who they can contact but in many cases what happens is this happens suddenly uh, then somebody uh, you know some well-meaning uncle or uh, A grandfather will step in and they'll mess up the whole thing. They'll buy some bad products. It'll be a complete mess. Uh, At least, thankfully, they know who to contact. So they've been directed to the advisor. But uh, yeah, so the coincidence is quite striking that it happened today. Yeah,
0: I mean, if I can add there, I think it's really interesting that you said, you know, uh, an uncle or someone will step in. And then they, because they're male, they know better. Because they're male, yeah, they're better absolutely. investors. Let me tell you, and Putu is probably doing this too, But too, when you are teaching people how to invest, men are as clueless as, as women. They're equal in that. Absolutely. So, let's not decide that women don't know how to invest and men who have invested know everything. Absolutely. And I can give you n number of anecdotes about that. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's no point. You have to go to a registered SEBI financial advisor and you know, have and someone who's been recommended. Um, and then you, you know, have them help you uh with an asset allocation, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket. That can be a whole separate episode. We can do maybe a sequel to this on how to really invest. Um, once you make the decision to take charge. But people won't tell you this. The the, the know it all doesn't know this many times and people also want a thrill so they go for the higher risk and also there's a lot that goes into finally making your portfolio for
2: you so aditi on this particular point let me let me bring a very very sensitive topic the topic of my wife into this episode right um she's been brought up with her dad taking care of everything right it it has been a struggle for her to understand where the money is her own money etc cetera, etc cetera. he's done a fantastic job i'm not Dissing my dear father-in-law over here at well at all, <laughs> but the point is now at this age when it's time to take charge, he's you know further into his years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's time I have been pushing her for years. The approach, just like this person who emailed Part Two, is about okay now who do I go to next? Who is the expert or the advisor I go to? Are you okay with that? Because I think the premise of this entire episode is to understand it yourself, to understand. Where where your money is yourself? I'm not saying you do the active investing, but this entire attitude of I guess the first step is okay to take charge and hand it over to somebody else. But the point is, it's the same problem if you hand it over entirely to somebody else. I don't know if I'm making my point. No, here.
0: I'll tell you why. Because then you are still in charge. You have handed it over to someone else. It's your right. money. You have chosen the advisor. You surely need advice. I need advice to do. I have a financial advisor just to, you know, remind me, Arithi, this is lying in your bank account. Arithi, you know, you you wanted to do something with the money. This is the right time to maybe redeem from this particular fund. I say, oh, yes, yes, of course. I understand what he's saying. It makes sense. So I should be able to understand what he's saying. But I need just someone to remind me. Uh, someone to nudge me and I'll be, yeah, I'm going to take money out from you. Don't do that. Remember, we had put it in there. So your tax will be a little mm. more. We can do it this way. You know, so I need to run my ideas by someone. Yeah. So I would say if you, um, you know, can have a financial advisor, there's nothing like it, but you are still in charge. You make the decision of the financial advisor. Is. The financial advisor has to still ask you before every investment. Team. Sure. Um, You know, the financial advisor is a professional, will treat you as a client, not like a father and a daughter, not like a husband and a wife. Very interesting relationship.
2: Thank you. That gives me so much more confidence. And uh, two questions that sprout from that, uh, Aditi. One is, do you see what is the proportion of female financial advisors versus male? Is it easy to find, say, a female uh, financial advisor? Number one. Um, And number two is, Perhaps you answer that first.
0: No, I mean, there are definitely more males. It's probably, again, the same 10% female advisor sort of a thing. Um, but I don't feel women necessarily have to go to women. I used to feel that. But mm. my focus today is men or women financial advisors just try to get more women as clients, period. Right. Okay, give them good advice, give them sound advice. That's a fantastic I answer. Females do gel with females sometimes more because you know they can hold each other's hand and they have a lot of emotion stuff. And one of my friends who I advise, you know, who I gave a lead to a female advisor to, and you know, handed her over there, um, she says, "Oh, I can talk to her about everything, and she understands." Mm. And we chat, and I tell her. Is all that my a good emotions. thing or? Yeah, I tell her all my emotions that I want to do this and my five stories behind this, and she's willing to listen and she's happy. A guy would not be that. So he just the sure. transaction. And sure. So, so you know, maybe it's uh, in that sense uh, there is a bit of a thread there. Uh, that said, I think uh, male or female, it is about who you're comfortable with, um, okay. who you can trust.
2: And say somebody is listening to us in Hyderabad, Bangalore, Delhi, Calcutta, Bombay, right, and listening to the show and saying. I'm convinced now that I'm going to take charge of my money and I want to get this financial advisor into my life. What is the first process one does? I don't want to ask my family. I don't want to ask friends. How do I get a professional into my life? Is there a process that you can share?
0: First, you should ask people. Who's your financial advisor? Like, Do a bit of a survey. Um, Get some names. Meet those people. See who you're most comfortable. Who you're gelling. Who's going to give you the time. Who's not going to think you're too small? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you always feel, is it too small for this person?
2: I've got that uh, feeling very often. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you interview everyone, and you know, there'll be other people you gel with. Right. So you have to see. Most important thing for women is not to feel conscious of asking questions. You know, women have this thing. You don't realize it, but I'll tell you most women that I'll be, I look stupid if I ask this question. Mm. Okay. Who are you comfortable that you feel you can ask the question without feeling stupid? And the most basic question, I don't, when you say the market has gone up, I don't understand what that means. What, what is the market? You know, what is an SIP people talk about? Can you explain it? to me? Why yeah. is it really good? Why is it important? People are saying it, so I believe it. You know, what really is a stock? It's, you know, she should feel comfortable asking any question.
2: Yeah. That's what we try and do on the show, Aditi, as well. And a lot of guys as well ask the most basic questions to Patu. And that's what this show is all about. I mean, we try to make it as comfortable for everyone. And I hope listening to Aditi, if you're a woman, please feel comfortable to ask any question at all. And if you're more comfortable than that, you're more than welcome to be on our show as well, as others have. Wanting to move on to a completely different topic, right? Right. But two, if I might ask for your help here as well. But let's hear what Aditi has to say about this. Does a woman have to approach investing any differently from a man?
0: I mean, I do think so. Depends on her circumstance. So if I'm a young woman and I'm not married and I'm working, uh, you know, I can and just as a man, I think it would be more equal. Once I get married and I want to start a family. And I'm still working. And I kind of, a lot of women have this dilemma. When I start a family, will I have to stop working? Mm. Will I be overwhelmed? And if I stop working, which I'm so used to doing, will my income stop? Which means I'll be dependent again, which I don't want to because I've been independent for 10 years before I had this child and I was working. So you start working at 22, you decide your child at 32. At 22, you should know at some point you'll be deciding a child. Start investing so that in those few years that you take off for maternity leave, you have passive income coming. Mm. Which a man doesn't have to worry about. A woman will, most women will have this in their life, this hiatus in their lives.
2: Right. It's almost like Patu, sorry to interject, Aditi. It's almost I'm feeling it's tougher for women because. Remember the basics of our show from episode one has been always have an emergency fund, make sure your uh, you know your insurances are in place. It's almost like they need something more. It's it's retirement before the final retirement because they have a hiatus of no. It's exactly. It's so tough. It's once a you mini think about retirement. It. What if a yeah. uh, and
0: sometimes it becomes a long retirement.
2: Patu, what about you? What are your thoughts about this entire? do women have to approach investing differently from men?
1: Um, so, I, I I largely agree with uh, what Aditi said. Uh, I once worked with an author a few uh, years back and I wanted her to write about uh, women and investing more in, my, in the website because I can't do it. And she said, what's the point? I was taken aback mm-hmm. by that. She said, "What's the, what do you mean, what's the point? I, I can write, but uh, will the men in their life allow her to take those decisions? Uh, Will will the men give them the freedom? That was Mm. a few years ago. I hope things are slightly different now, but at least with respect to the young earners. But uh, that's the uh, big issue here is uh, uh, what Aditi talked about that the parents would approach teaching money management for a a boy child differently compared to a girl child because they think that the girl child will be married away, married off and sent Mm. to another home and uh, the boy is seen as the investment that they, uh, that uh, the uh, he, he will take care of the parents later on and that's i mean it's not explicitly mentioned anywhere out but it, that's that's the implicit understanding it's it's, it's very um, dark and uncomfortable to think about this uh, so the f- how much freedom does the woman really have throughout her life is what is going to define how much how independent she is mm. and um one thing I notice in, in, in at least in a few families I'm familiar with, and, and in my case, my wife does not want to learn about investing. She's made it very clear to me. I mean, I have, I have kept a Google sheet with all my investments and given her access. So just in case she knows, and, and she knows who to contact because I keep talking about RIAs, this, that. And, uh, so she, she these terms, uh, you know, she knows what to do just in case, but The in uh, she says you don't um, help me out in the kitchen. You take my presence in the kitchen for granted. Therefore, I take your role in money management for granted. That that works. Mm -hmm. So don't bother me. That's her stand. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I am stumped. Mm -hmm. I I I don't know what to uh, uh, approach. I mean, it's not the same in the sense that I mean. It's easy to outsource cooking than to outsource money management, but that's how she is. And I and I know for a fact there are many women like who uh, fall in the same kind of uh, emotional state. They 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 believe that somebody else will take care of that because uh, the spouse is taking my role in household chores or taking care of the kids' education for granted. So why should I do one more? This just one more job. Why should I do it? Uh, So it's a. Uh, it's a dark subject. The more I think about it, the more I blame myself and uh, men in general. But I don't, I have more, I'm looking at more of problems than of solutions. That's the way I Let look me up. add something to that, Patu, before we open
2: it up to Aditi. Because I think it's very important Aditi addresses this. One is, to add to Patu's wife's situation, I'll tell you about my wife, right? Every time this topic comes up, and it sometimes comes up with friends, very close friends. And you say, I just don't get it sometimes and i said why it's simple it's 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 math it's etc cetera, etc." Cetera. no i just don't get it and she's somebody who's got a very senior job is doing you know within multinational etc cetera, etc cetera. so a very smart very well educated woman who for some reason has a mental block against investments so aditi what would you say to pattu's wife and to my wife and to the women they represent to inspire them that some change is needed
0: so also it's very interesting um, because I, even I come across the same that people are just not interested. Women are not interested. And yes, they do take it for granted that some man in their life will figure it out. Yeah. And um, I think one thing to tell them, you know, if maybe they've had kids, they've finished off their hiatus speed One is to tell them that if you're young, you will have this and you should do this and that. But two is, did you know... <laughs> Sadly, um, men, uh, you know, live less. Uh, you know, uh, women outlive men on average. Okay, and this is, I think, my like, part was concern. And um, you know, it's it's very important. And everyone today has a life insurance policy, so something will come in their name again. And I'll tell you a story, and it's it's a sad story, but maybe anecdotes really help
2: women. Yeah, to wake absolutely. up. Absolutely.
0: Um, they love stories. We all love stories. But women really love stories. So there was um, a young um, man in his late 20s, early 30s in our form. And he used to come every day, train, you know, usually people come. One day we didn't hear from him. And we realized that he fell in a train and died. And he left behind a wife and a child. And she was young and very conservative family and, you know, all of that. She... Got money from the life insurance. She got money from our company. um, And uh, she got money from yet another foundation that our family had. So she had a good spot to feel comfortable on day one. I would mm. say day five. The minute that happened, what Patu said happened, where the uncles and the... Arey, we are yeah. there, no? we'll take care of it. What are you going to do with the money? You only need this much for a house expensive, you no? The rest we'll take care of. What do you mean she only needs for house expensive she has. other She wants to entertain herself. She wants to shop. Let her know what she wants. It's her money and let her be in charge. Luckily, we stepped in. I mean, it was a mutual fund company and we told them no no one is touching this. And we told her how it's going to be invested and that she, you know, that she was in charge. And this is many years later. I should actually get an update on how she is now in the story for 10, 12 years. If she really had listened to everything that we said, her pot of money would have been at least 10 times more today. Um, and and uh, at least, but to think, okay, it, this is 12 years ago, Kaspari, 10 to 12. So um, I just want to say that you don't want anyone to get gone like this. or feel, women need to feel that they will not be cheated anytime in life. And that makes them feel confident that that can only happen when they learn a little bit about it. Even if you have a financial advisor, you're in charge, you trust the financial advisor and you know what questions to ask. It so, really is time take
2: charge. It's time women take charge. It is their money. I mean, for me, that is the most, yeah. that's the start of every conversation, right? It is your money. It, you should know about it. and And there's a weird sense of control and power that comes when you take charge of your money, right? And I want everyone to experience that. It, instead of depending on somebody else, instead of constantly having to, you know, ask somebody about something, you have made these decisions and try and experience that emotion once. And 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 once you do, you taste something that you don't want to let go of, right? Um, Alright, on to a we, we have a ton of questions and you know, this conversation can go in different Many different ways. The next question is about gold, Aditi. For some reason, every time women and investing is mentioned, the topic of gold comes up. And I'm not sure why. What is your view about that? Patu, what's your view about that? Why should it matter whether it is a woman or a man with regards to gold and investing? Aditi, your thoughts?
0: Well, I think they both should have some exposure to gold. I mean, even our family of has some sure Don't have too much. I would say... Uh, gold is not appreciated for years and then suddenly in the last 10 to 15 years you had a big, big number and a big jump. It doesn't mean that's going to go on forever. Um, gold is is liquid, but not as liquid as, uh, you know, meaning you just can't quickly go and sell it. Um, and depends on what kind of gold you're going to buy. Jewelry, who's going to attest that that is of course you can go to Tanishq and other branded stores now, you know, that it's real gold. but Otherwise, you don't know. Hmm. Uh, what the actual content of the gold is. So there are a lot of issues. You can invest through gold ETFs. You can invest through sovereign gold bonds. And there are some tax-free advantages there. ETFs, of course, the tax-free advantage used to be that for three years, if you hold it after that, you get a tax advantage. That has gone away after April 1st. But if you had invested before April 1st, that advantage still holds. So, you know, um, invest in gold a little bit I would still say have fun with your gold if you're a woman. Um, you know, yes, wear it as jewellery, keep it safe. It's a pain, though, when you have jewellery to keep it safe because um, mm-hmm. then everything gets locked in and you don't end up wearing it. So uh, that's my view on gold. Um, I've been more neutral, uh, neutral to a little averse to have gold as a completed like
1: but to any particular views on gold I'm I'm perfectly okay with gold uh, as a consumption uh, as a as a you know as mm-hmm. a jewelry thing yeah. I'm not a big fan of gold as an investment uh, because it's an asset class that thrives on fear it goes up when everybody's scared whereas equity is a much more hopeful asset class when everybody's happy and uh, the future is bright equity moves up so I'm I, I would prefer I would prefer equity to, uh, uh, also uh, uh, I mean, you can diversify your portfolio, but most people don't know how to quantify the diversification. They start off with 10% this, 10% that, but after five years, six years, I've asked so many people this question at so-called DIY investors. Tell me, how do you quantify this diversification? I've not had a proper meaningful answer. One guy gave me an answer, but he was a you know the CFA. Of course, the CFA mm. will know the answer. So most people, it's for many people, it's, I would say it's clutter. They don't know the risks associated with gold because gold is as volatile as equity. Mm. It uh, And much of the appreciation in the past has come from the Forex. Uh, uh, as she said, for many years, gold in USD uh, was underwater for several years. But our gold, gold in INR moved up because of the you know uh, opening up of the economy appreciation
0: and yeah appreciation and the
1: uh, so it is a tricky asset only in the last few years in the last decade or so uh, gold inr and gold usd are more in step with each other because uh, the rupee is much more a robust currency now so yeah it's a it's a very deep topic you of course if you know what you're doing, you are doing you can always diversify your uh, portfolio with gold and uh, for example you have multi asset funds you don't even need to uh, Buy gold separately. I would prefer a multi-asset fund which has got these three asset classes. Uh, there are different managed, ways yeah. to. Yeah, there are different ways to go about. It. But as a as a consumable, I think there should uh, there should be no uh, debate about it. So but safe to I, I say I just, it's a. Uh, sure, go ahead, Patu. Sorry, I, I was just thinking about this. I've never bought uh, any gold. <laughs> I've been married for twenty two years now we bought the many dslrs but not gold mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it depends on the <laughs> i uh, i mean it's it's wrong to say only the the women uh, uh prefer jewelry there are many i know many men who, absolutely you know yeah. uh, and uh, and lo- look at the podcast uh, uh you know the image so <laughs>
2: I don't have seen the cover out of our show, uh, yeah. Aditi. <laughs> it annoys Pattu on every single episode, but the mm-hmm. viewers love it, right? And that's how we imagine Pattu to be. There's a question forming in my mind as this episode progresses, and I must address it, right? And I would like both of you all to try and answer this. About this mini-retirement, about motherhood being a mini-retirement. Does that mean a woman who starts work at 21-22 versus a guy who starts work at 21-22 should be more aggressive with their investments? Should their allocation be more towards equity versus debt? You know, I have to ask very particular questions. Because it's true, it is a mini-retirement. They're going to have a hiatus from earning. However unfortunate that sounds. How does one approach investing from day one?
0: Um, Siddhant, you don't know when you're going to have a child. Investing and asset allocation depends on your... Uh, time horizon. Mm. Okay, so it has nothing to do with male, female, and you don't know when you're going to have the kid. Mm. It's better that what we tell people is always keep two years worth of money, as you say, emergency funds in mm. the liquid fund. I'm going to need this money over two years. I may have a kid, I may not have a kid, because by 22, you know whether you're going to be married or the next, you know, if you're with someone or not, or what, you know, what's your basic idea within two years. You kind of know whether you'll be married within two years. Okay? Hmm. Uh, and then the child, maybe six months or nine, nine months later. So you kind of know. So let's keep a little bit aside in the liquid fund anyway. Um, the rest of the money should be as an asset allocation um, that you will not need, that you will need part of the money, right? You may not need all of the money. Right. Over five years. After five years, say. When you're 22 because by 27 what is the average age now 27 28 29 right so um that's the way i'd look for it uh but um i i don't think a 22 year old woman and a man necessarily have to think of it very differently As it are, interesting it's interesting it's,
1: but it's, what's your approach um uh, first i think that um many parents are having the first kid Older and older. Yeah, absolutely. I had mine oh. when I was thirty.
2: I forgot, but anyway, post thirty.
1: So uh, the other thing is, when we say mini retirement, it's um, it's not it. One need not necessarily draw an income from this money. It uh, when uh, mm-hmm. uh, you I mean, let's say a, a girl starts investing at twenty-two after, right, after college, after you know, getting her first salary and so on, and she, let's say she becomes the mother by Uh, late 20s or early 30s. Sure. So that's a good 9 or 10 years. Yeah. 8 years, let's say, whatever. Uh, During that period, if she has been investing systematically, let's uh, let's say an asset allocation of 50% equity, 50% fixed income, she would have a good chunk of corpus to her name. And that would, it doesn't matter if... uh, uh, whether one draws out from the corpus or not that corpus can just be there i mean uh, let's say the income has stopped temporarily she has to quit her job take care of the child whatever whatever few years whatever but that is gonna give hopefully uh the women immense confidence that i mean uh i don't have any assets to my name there are many women who feel that all uh all assets are in my husband's name i don't have any to my name that at least won't be there. You don't need to draw from, when we say mini retirement, it doesn't mean you're going to draw out for expenses, but that confidence would be there going forward. That is enough, in my opinion.
2: Fair enough. So no different approach to the emergency fund, no different approach to asset allocation, and how a man would approach investing.
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean, as long as it's liquid, it's, mm. it's, um, it's something that you can always well, pull right. out anytime well, and right. use.
0: So not land. I'm investing in huh. land for my, you know, or investing in a flat so that when I have a child, I can make some money from that. You no. Know?
2: Fair enough. And thank you so much. I mean, it's been a very pleasurable chat. Aditi, if there's anything that we have not covered on this very interesting topic, perhaps now's the time to mention it. And my last question would be, is there one inspiring anecdote that you'd like to tell us about of somebody that perhaps one of your programs reached out to and you've seen this change and and what that person says or describes about their journey? Or any person from your personal experience who has genuinely made that switch to the other side of taking charge?
0: Well, um, firstly, where you said that is there anything that we've not covered? I think we've been very good, covered a lot. There's much more we can cover on now that you're a woman and you've decided to invest, What next? Sure. Um, DSP has this learn cycle www.dspim.com/learn and their modules. You can see you're a beginning investor, or an intermediate, or you're an advanced investor. And after sure. the beginner, you'll become an intermediate, and you'll go on to advanced. And that helps to build your confidence. It tells you where to start. It tells you the very basics of investing in very simple videos, which I have personally edited um, the script of. So I would encourage everyone to go there. Um, I also want to say, my friends say, you know, why do, why can't the husband invest my money? Um, mm. You know, I'm okay with yeah. Doing. That's
2: a very and, good question. And, How and, do you answer that?
0: And many times, you know, you know, I tell them no because of all the other reasons, right? That you, you know, you what if something happens to him? God forbid, there's a divorce. Like you know, a lot of sure. things like that. But most importantly is that your risk profile could be different than his. Mm. What is the meaning of risk profile? Risk profile is, and remember it's your money. But risk profile is something like I am okay bungee jumping or skydiving, but you're not. Mm. I'm I get the thrill from that risk, and I'm willing to take it. You're not. Okay, that's what different risk tolerances. And we have to respect that. Now, the husband says, say, Arey, I don't, I do it. but it's her money. She's saying, Arey, I don't want to lose anything. The market goes down. Put. I get scared. This, that. Hey, what are you scared of? I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it. Up. But It's her money. She doesn't want to take the risk. Respect that. You will mm-hmm. take it because it's your money. Do what you want. And let me tell you, there can be a lot of arguments later on. Especially if he takes too much risk and something goes wrong. Absolutely. Why should you want to create an issue in your marriage from something that could be prevented? So from the very beginning, know your risk tolerance and please manage it separately. Discuss things. I'm not saying hide anything mm. from your spouse. Discuss things is what I'm doing. This Have different financial advisors, or the same financial advisor giving different advice because of the risk tolerances. But manage your own money. Take your own investment decisions and invest according to your risk tolerance so you can sleep at night.
2: That's fantastic. I'm going to take that into my home. I never Mm -hmm. thought about this. My risk tolerance is most definitely different from my wife's. And that's such a beautiful thing to put into my mind. Aditi, do you notice if women Mm -hmm. have a, a higher risk appetite versus men or lower? Is that something... Which is a thing All or
0: depends. All it depends. depends. Maybe on based, average yeah. they have a little less because in general women and therefore they've become I feel more prudent investors. I don't have any data. But they are more patient. They invest, you know, according to a risk to an asset allocation. And they're not looking for the next cool thing. And and then they forget about the investments. This is my friends. And then they do much better versus someone who needs they've called activity bias, these husbands or men who (laughs) want to take some big, big risks, invest here, invest there, because they want to talk about it at their next cocktail party. They want to feel useful, I've done something. and Yeah, yeah, and then they'll get out of this, and then they'll get into this, and then they'll talk about it again. And then for them, it becomes a competition. Hmm. Investing is not a competition. And I think because women don't chat about it in their parties, and it's not really a cool topic to talk about, you don't see that kind of crazy behavior that you see in Hmm. men. So I so maybe the difference. This is a small anecdotal thing, huh? and I've read one or two articles on it. One of which was the Wall Street Journal. But I have I have no data and hard evidence to prove that. And I think your last question was on what inspired me. Or so I've had friends who came to me in two thousand eleven, and my friend is she's like, what do I do? They keep asking me, and you know, she's earning a salary and. Uh, the bank keeps calling me saying, do something with your money. And they're saying this they're saying this. I said, no, you need to get a financial advisor. You need to get a woman. She says, oh, I still don't know anything. But she has her own financial advisor. And I hear how she speaks. So I think it's just an osmosis process. Why should anything be in the bank? I would put it in arbitrage funds because I get a better tax. Like the way she speaks is so far, mm. Like it's so obvious. And this is her. And she still says, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything. But actually certain things have just, been now inculcated directly into her uh, and she's still she's worried so about the impression that she
2: should not appear to be somebody who <laughs> <laughs> thinks and talks about, about money that. that's interesting uh,
0: yeah. I, I, maybe I don't know but I feel um, it's not cool enough Yeah, you know um, investing is not cool in the women's arena let me tell you it's not cool to talk about once in a while it's cool but it's boring after a point even mm. I get bored if I have to sit with my my girlfriends and this is what we discuss over dinner like so boring yeah. but you know for guys it's it's fun so um, I think that's really the difference here and as I said I'm imparting this knowledge but I'm doing it as a teacher I practice what I teach mm. but I'm still doing it as a teacher it's not it's not dinner conversation
2: fair enough but to any last thoughts as we close this absolutely delightful
1: episode Yeah, I think the men need to do more. I think the men need to involve their spouses. Uh, so I, I took a poll. Uh, so uh, to uh, just to uh, give some context to Aditi, so um, I am a founder patron of a group of SEBI RIAs called Fee Only India, and uh, these are advisors who charge only a flat fee. That is the mm-hmm. Uh, fee is not a part of; it's not a percentage of the assets under advisement. Right. So it's just a flat fee, and uh, this has been. Uh, so I've been. I have had a curated list for the last ten years now, approximately since the SEBI regulations came out in 2013, and fee only India has been in, an inception a few years after that. So um, more than thou- thousand cli- uh, uh, readers would be clients for these advisors. I took a poll, and about. I would say 7-8% of the clients have engaged with the advisor. Although they are DIY advisors and perfectly capable of you know, managing the investments on their own, but they wanted continuity in case uh, you know, they get busy with the jobs or they pass on. Uh, so they brought in their spouses to the uh, uh, engagement and uh, the, the wives now know who to contact in case, uh, you know, in case of emergency or whatever. So just for that, and that's a good, I would say that's a very promising uh, step. And uh, there are and there are many women who are homemakers and for them, I think the, the men folk have to do a, a lot more, b- uh, bring them on, uh, even for s- any small purchases, big purchases, uh, any in- obviously investment decisions and make them feel that, they they have also earned that money. It's not that uh, somebody uh, goes to work, they are the only person earning, but the the person staying behind, taking care of the household, taking care of the kids, they are equally entitled to that that, uh, salary that they get. And so they should have an equal say uh, in everything that goes on with with respect to money, whether it's purchases or investment. So the men need to step up and uh, do more. I think things are improving. Chauvinism is uh, slowly dying. It's not dying as fast as the woman would like it, but it's 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 dying slowly. So hopefully the future is brighter. We certainly hope you're right,
2: Pattu. I'd, I'd like to end on this particular thought, right? To all the men out there, you need to do this because it's the right thing to do. To all the women out there, uh, think about this. Would you ever trust your father or your spouse or your brother to shop for clothes for you, right? He'd probably get an ugly, oversized dress. Would you ever trust them to buy that sari for you, that salwar kameez for you or for that dress? No, because you know how you look the best in those particular clothes. And that's exactly perhaps, is that a fair analogy, Aditi, of what risk appetite is? You know what your personality is. You know what is right for you. And therefore, it's time that you take charge of your own investments and, and, you know, financial investing. Um, Actually, you may
0: not know what is right for you, but you know how you feel.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, when You, you know how you feel
2: mind. when you wear that.
0: When, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: So, only you can know how you feel.
2: Th- Aditi, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll try and bring you in in further episodes as well as our listeners and I hope our listeners from that 17% start to become 30% and then maybe eventually 50% in an ideal world. We're inviting all women to listen to our show and watch our show and become investors and take control of their financial independence. But to thank you for your time. Aditi, once again, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on Let's Get Rich with Patu. Thank
0: you, Aditi. Hi, nice,
2: thank you. You just heard. Let's get rich with Pattu, an Offspin original. Isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the Indian podcasting space? And even if it isn't, what's the point of getting rich alone, right? Share this show with those you care about, and perhaps even with those you don't care about. But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi. And everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly. Harshli Nisrani, Krishank Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look. Which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, And me, Siddhan, your host. Let's Get Rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against 2 or me for making you lose that money, then not only are you a mean person... But you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice. Views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or Patua or mine for that matter. Although we strongly believe in them, listen to this disclaimer even more carefully. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening, you agree that the host, guests, and producers are not only awesome people, but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes.
0: This is offspring.